Today on Commuter Bible, when David sets out to build a house of worship for the Lord, the Lord reverses the offer and instead promises that he will build a house for David. It's 1 Chronicles chapters 15 through 19 and Song of Songs chapter 4. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. After staying in the house of Obed-Edom for a while, the Ark of the Covenant finally comes to Jerusalem with great fanfare. After King David reestablishes the tabernacle, he returns to his own home, a palace made of cedar, and thinks, why does God dwell in a tent while I, a mere man, dwell in a palace? As his wheels begin to spin, he tells Nathan the prophet. Nathan tells David to go for it, but later receives a vision from the Lord. The Lord has never asked for a house, but God flips the script and says, you know what? I'm going to build a house for you from your family tree. And David, one of your sons will build a house for me that will last forever. First Chronicles chapters 15 through 19. David built houses for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one but the Levites may carry the ark of God, because the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of the Lord and to minister before him forever. David assembled all Israel at Jerusalem to bring the ark of the Lord to the place he had prepared for it. Then he gathered together the descendants of Aaron and the Levites. From the Kohathites, Uriel the leader, and 120 of his relatives. From the Merarites, Asiah the leader, and 220 of his relatives. From the Gershomites, Joel the leader, and 130 of his relatives. From the Elizaphanites, Shemaiah the leader, and 200 of his relatives. From the Hebronites, Eliel the leader, and 80 of his relatives. From the Uzielites, Amenadab the leader, and 112 of his relatives. David summoned the priests Zadok and Abiathar, and the Levites Uriel, Asiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Amenadab. He said to them, You are the heads of the Levite families. You and your relatives must consecrate yourselves so that you may bring the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For the Lord our God burst out in anger against us, because you Levites were not with us the first time. For we didn't inquire of him about the proper procedures. So the priests and the Levites consecrated themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. Then the Levites carried the ark of God the way Moses had commanded, according to the word of the Lord, on their shoulders with the poles. Then David told the leaders of the Levites to appoint their relatives as singers and to have them raise their voices with joy accompanied by musical instruments, harps, lyres, and cymbals. So the Levites appointed Heman son of Joel, from his relatives Asaph son of Berechiah, and from their relatives the Merarites, Ethan son of Keshiah. With them were their relatives second in rank, Zechariah, Jaziel, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Uni, Eliab, Benaiah, Messiah, Mattathiah, Eliphalehu, Mikniah, and the gatekeepers Obed-Edom and Jeel. Chronicles 
The singers Heman, Asaph, and Ethan were to sound the bronze cymbals. Zechariah, Aziel, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Uni, Eliab, Messiah, and Benaiah were to play harps, according to Alamoth. And Mattathiah, Eliphalehu, Mikniah, Obed-Edom, Jeel, and Azaziah were to lead the music with lyres, according to Sheminath. Chenaniah, the leader of the Levites in music, was to direct the music because he was skillful. Berechiah and Elkanah were to be gatekeepers for the ark. The priests, Shebaniah, Joshaphat, Nethanel, Amasai, Zechariah, Benaiah, and Eliezer were to blow trumpets before the ark of God. Obed-Edom and Jehiah were also to be gatekeepers for the ark. David, the elders of Israel, and the commanders of thousands went with rejoicing to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom. Because God helped the Levites who were carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord, with God's help, they sacrificed seven bulls and seven rams. Now David was dressed in a robe of fine linen, as were all the Levites who were carrying the ark, as well as the singers and Chenaniah, the music leader of the singers. David also wore a linen ephod. So all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouts, the sound of the ram's horn, trumpets and cymbals, and the playing of harps and lyres. As the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter Michael looked down from the window and saw King David leaping and dancing, and she despised him in her heart. They brought the Ark of God and placed it inside the tent David had pitched for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings in God's presence. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to each and every Israelite, both men and women, a loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake. David appointed some of the Levites to be ministers before the ark of the Lord, to celebrate the Lord God of Israel, and to give thanks and praise to him. Asaph was the chief, and Zechariah was second to him. Jeel, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Mattathiah, Eliab, Benaiah, Obed-Edom, and Jeel played the harps and lyres, while Asaph sounded the cymbals and the priests Benaiah and Jehaziel blew the trumpets regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of God. On that day, David decreed for the first time that thanks be given to the Lord by Asaph and his relatives. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell about all his wondrous works. 
boast in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works he has done, his wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. You offspring of Israel, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. Remember his covenant forever, the promise he ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, swore to Isaac, and confirmed to Jacob as a decree, and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, and resident aliens in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wondrous works among all peoples. For the Lord is great and highly praised. He is feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice and let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the fields and everything in them exult. Then the trees of the forest will shout for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And say, Save us, God of our salvation. Gather us and rescue us from the nations so that we may give thanks to your holy name and rejoice in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. So David left Asaph and his relatives there before the ark of the Lord's covenant to minister regularly before the ark according to the daily requirements. He assigned Obed-Edom and his 68 relatives. Obed-Edom, son of Jeduthun, and Hosa were to be gatekeepers. David left the priest Zadok and his fellow priests before the tabernacle of the Lord at the high place in Gibeon to offer burnt offerings regularly, morning and evening, to the Lord on the altar of burnt offerings 
and to do everything that was written in the law of the Lord, which he had commanded Israel to keep. With them were Heman, Jeduthun, and the rest who were chosen and designated by name to give thanks to the Lord, for his faithful love endures forever. Heman and Jeduthun had with them trumpets and cymbals to play, and musical instruments of God. Jeduthun's sons were at the city gate. Then all the people went home, and David returned home to bless his household. When David had settled into his palace, he said to the prophet Nathan, Look, I am living in a cedar house, while the ark of the Lord's covenant is under tent curtains. So Nathan told David, Do all that is on your mind, for God is with you. But that night, the word of God came to Nathan. Go to David, my servant, and say, This is what the Lord says. You are not the one to build me a house to dwell in. From the time I brought Israel out of Egypt until today, I have not dwelt in a house. Instead, I have moved from one tent site to another, and from one tabernacle location to another. In all my journeys throughout Israel, have I ever spoken a word to even one of the judges of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people, asking, Why haven't you built me a house of cedar? Now this is what you are to say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of armies says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. I will make a name for you like that of the greatest on the earth. I will designate a place for my people Israel and plant them, so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not continue to oppress them as they have done ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel. I will also subdue all your enemies. Furthermore, I declare to you that the Lord himself will build a house for you. When your time comes to be with your ancestors, I will raise up after you your descendant, who is one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. I will not remove my faithful love from him as I removed it from the one who was before you. I will appoint him over my house and my kingdom forever, and his throne will be established Forever. Nathan reported all these words and this entire vision to David. Then King David went in, sat in the Lord's presence, and said, Who am I, Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? This was a little thing to you, God, for you have spoken about your servant's house in the distant future. You regard me as a man of distinction, Lord God. 
What more can David say to you for honoring your servant? You know your servant. Lord, you have done this whole great thing, making known all these great promises for the sake of your servant and according to your will. Lord, there is no one like you, and there is no God besides you, as all we have heard confirms. And who is like your people Israel? God, you came to one nation on earth to redeem a people for yourself, to make a name for yourself through great and awesome works. By driving out nations before your people, you redeemed from Egypt. You made your people Israel your own people forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. Now, Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and his house be confirmed forever, and do as you have promised. Let your name be confirmed and magnified forever in the saying, The Lord of armies, the God of Israel, is God over Israel. May the house of your servant David be established before you. Since you, my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build him a house, your servant has found courage to pray in your presence. Lord, you indeed are God, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. So now, you have been pleased to bless your servant's house that it may continue before you forever. For you, Lord, have blessed it, and it is blessed forever. After this, David defeated the Philistines, subdued them, and took Gath and its surrounding villages from Philistine control. He also defeated the Moabites, and they became David's subjects and brought tribute. David also defeated King Hadadezer of Zobah at Hamath when he went to establish his control at the Euphrates River. David captured 1,000 chariots, 7,000 horsemen, and 20,000 foot soldiers from him. Ham strung all the horses and kept a hundred chariots. When the Aramaeans of Damascus came to assist King Hadadezer of Zobah, David struck down 22,000 Aramean men. Then he placed garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Aramaeans became David's subjects and brought tribute. The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David took the gold shields carried by Hadadezer's officers and brought them to Jerusalem. From Tibhath and Kun, Hadadezer's cities, 
David also took huge quantities of bronze, from which Solomon made the bronze basin, the pillars, and the bronze articles. When King Tau of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of King Hadadezer of Zobah, he sent his son Hadoram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him because David had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him. For Tau and Hadadezer had fought many years. Hadoram brought all kinds of gold, silver, and bronze items. King David also dedicated these to the Lord, along with the silver and gold he had carried off from all the nations, from Edom, Moab, the Ammonites, the Philistines, and the Amalekites. Abishai, son of Zeruiah, struck down 18,000 Edomites in the Salt Valley. He put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites were subject to David. The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, administering justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, son of Zeruiah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was court historian. Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, were priests. Shavsha was court secretary. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites. And David's sons were the chief officials at the king's side. Sometime later, King Nahash of the Ammonites died, and his son became king in his place. Then David said, I'll show kindness to Hanan son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent messengers to console him concerning his father. However, when David's emissaries arrived in the land of the Ammonites to console him, the Ammonite leaders said to Hanan, Just because David sent men with condolences for you, do you really believe he's showing respect for your father? Instead, haven't his emissaries come in order to scout out, overthrow, and spy on the land? So Hanan took David's emissaries, shaved them, cut their clothes in half at the hips, and sent them away. It was reported to David about his men. So he sent messengers to meet them, since the men were deeply humiliated. The king said, Stay in Jericho until your beards grow back. Then return. When the Ammonites realized they had made themselves repulsive to David, Hanan and the Ammonites sent 38 tons of silver to hire chariots and horsemen from Aram Naharim, Aram Mecha, and Zobah. They hired 32,000 chariots and the king of Mecha with his army, who came and camped near Mediba. The Ammonites also came together from their cities for the battle. David heard about this and sent Joab and all the elite troops. The Ammonites marched out and lined up in battle formation at the entrance of the city while the kings who had come were in the field by themselves. When Joab saw that there was a battle line in front of him and another behind him, he chose some of Israel's finest young men and lined up in formation to engage the Arameans. He placed the rest of the forces under the command of his brother Abishai. They lined up in formation to engage the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, Joab said, then you'll be my help. 
However, if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I'll help you. Be strong. Let's prove ourselves strong for our people and for the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. Joab and the people with him approached the Arameans for battle, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites saw that the Arameans had fled, they likewise fled before Joab's brother Abishai and entered the city. Then Joab went to Jerusalem. When the Arameans realized that they had been defeated by Israel, they sent messengers to summon the Arameans who were beyond the Euphrates River. They were led by Shophak, the commander of Hadadezer's army. When this was reported to David, he gathered all Israel and crossed the Jordan. He came up to the Arameans and lined up against them. When David lined up to engage them, they fought against him. But the Arameans fled before Israel, and David killed 7,000 of their charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers. They also killed Shophak, commander of the army. When Hadadezer's subjects saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with David and became his subjects. After this, the Arameans were never willing to help the Ammonites again. Song of Songs, Chapter 4 Man, how beautiful you are, my darling. How very beautiful. Behind your veil, your eyes are doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats streaming down Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn sheep coming up from washing, each one bearing twins, and none has lost its young. Your lips are like a scarlet cord, and your mouth is lovely. Behind your veil, your brow is like a slice of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, constructed in layers. A thousand shields are hung on it, all of them shields of warriors. Your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, that feed among the lilies. Until the day breaks and the shadows flee, I will make my way to the mountain of myrrh and the hill of frankincense. You are absolutely beautiful, my darling. There is no imperfection in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. Come with me from Lebanon. Descend from the peak of Amana, from the summit of Senir and Hermon, from the dens of the lions, from the mountains of the leopards. You have captured my heart, my sister, my bride. You have captured my heart with one glance of your eyes and one jewel of your necklace. How delightful your caresses are, my sister, my bride. Your caresses are much better than wine and the fragrance of your perfume than any balsam. Your Lips drip sweetness like the honeycomb, my bride. Honey and milk are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. My sister, my bride, you 
are a locked garden. A locked garden and a sealed spring. Your branches are a paradise of pomegranates with choicest fruits. Henna with nard, nard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all the trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all the best spices. You are a garden spring, a well of flowing water streaming from Lebanon. Woman Awake, north wind. Come, south wind. Blow on my garden and spread the fragrance of its spices. Let my love come to his garden and eat its choicest fruits. So you've been listening to the show for a while, and maybe here at the end you've heard me mention Patreon before, but you're not sure what that is, and you're not sure about giving money to a website like that. What does that mean? So Patreon is kind of like a GoFundMe, but for people who are already doing the work, aren't necessarily waiting on the support, but they're just doing creative stuff out there. So this podcast falls into that category. I'm going to make this podcast whether I have financial support or not, but thankfully I have a number of patrons who are helping me to pay the podcast bills. If you want to be a part of that, go to patreon.com slash commuterbible. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.